Hi, this is author A.R. Farina. I'm proud to announce that my new book series, The Austin Chronicles, is out from Four Horsemen Publications. The first book, Welcome to Mansfield, is a modern-day retelling of Austin's classic Mansfield Park. This book sets the stage for a new universe where all of Jane Austen's characters interact with each other while keeping true to their original stories. If you love the film Clueless, this is the book for you. Reviewers have said, Welcome to Mansfield is clever and cheeky, a transporting read, compelling. So, if you're a huge Janeite like me, or just Jane Austen curious, please give my new book a try. Search for AR Farina or Welcome to Mansfield at your favorite online bookseller. You can request it at your local bookshop, or you can go to my website, arfarina.com, and click the Buy Now button at the top of the page. Thanks, and happy reading. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris, and my co-host and very good friend is Dave. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, what are we going to review this week? <laughs> well, Dave, you pulled a rabbit out of the hat. <laughs> we are going back to 1987, and this movie is a sequel to the first movie, which I've never seen, and it's called Deathstalker 2, also known as Deathstalker 2, Jewel of the Titans, Dave. It's an Argentinian-American fantasy comedy adventure film. So, Dave, I want to know how you come across this, because in 1987, you was, a, you was probably... 10 or 11 there is no way that you got this out firsthand so when did you see this well so you're right i never watched it at the time but this appeared on my amazon you know suggestions and i i'd I'd seen it a couple of times and i was thinking you know how much i love things like conan chris and hawk the slayer i thought you know what i'm in the mood for a bit of sword and sorcery stuff and uh, you know this looks like a it's probably some kind of conan type adventure or beast master maybe and I, I love those films and i stuck it on and then, i'm sure we'll get into it within almost seconds chris my eyebrows raised and i'm like hi i'm not sure Fuck this off is, your I'm eyebrows <laughs> I'm not sure this is exactly what I was in for, but, you know, let's stick with it and see where this one goes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know what? You've you've done me there because I'm sat here going, how the fuck has Dave got away watching this as a kid? Like, you know, 1987. If I had had my hands on this, the tape would be worn out. (laughs) Not all the way through necessarily, but... Yeah, there, there were, would have been a lot of things I was interested in watching back then. Oh, my God. You pulled one out of the back. Because <laughs> I, I started looking for it, and then I'm thinking, I'm sure Dave said it's on Prime Video. And it was. And it's going to be the curse of the VHS Strikes Back, because you know that it's going to end up coming off as we release this, oh, and yeah. people have to pay a fiver <laughs> to watch it. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, within the region. But, no, honestly, you. Are, I mean, Roger Corman actually produces this, doesn't he? It's something yeah. to do... He had some deal with Argentinian movies or something, didn't he, to produce them? And, and uh, ridiculous day, fucking ridiculous. But again, 
you've pulled a rabbit out of the hat, definitely. <laughs> well, I mean, this was the last one of those so uh, that, that he kind of made. They did make, obviously, there's a Deathstalker one, but that is a proper Conan ripoff. I mean, it, it's just like, Conan's successful, so make, let's make something in that space. So it's a, a lot more serious, and and this one, you know, the the tongue is firmly in the cheek. And and you mentioned about the the kind of subtitle there, uh, "Jewel of the Titans." Yeah, that I mean that appears at the start, but there there is no the, no mention anywhere through the movie about <laughs> any fucking titans, let, let alone a jewel. So I don't know if you know they'd settled on that as a um, as a title, so they had to use it. They they credit Neil Ruttenberg with the screenplay, and I think it was from that. But basically, Jim Wynorski completely rewrote everything. And, and most of it on the fly when they were down there. So, you know, it, it, it's it's one of those silly little things that, yeah, Duel of the Titans just doesn't match the actual movie at all, and that's because Winorski rewrote it all. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? It's <laughs> yeah. brilliant. It's really and I think, I think the original intention was as well that, obviously, it was a sequel, different actor, yeah, um, but you know, it was supposed to be a, a serious sequel as well. But I think they <laughs> they just decided to go in a different direction, and and you know, Corman was kind of behind it. Yeah, he was, and I love the fact that he, he actually <laughs> there was like Conan, and he was you know, you can tell where they've gone with this, and like you said, Sword and Sorcery, not my bag. But I was with you, and I don't want to get too much into it. You, yeah. This would have been a classic that I would have forgiven it being a sword and sorcery movie. <laughs> I can just imagine, uh, you know, someone else walking into the room and they're like, Chris, I thought you hated sword and sorcery. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, because I've just rewound it past the boobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the trick. That is the trick. <laughs> Give me Chris, brilliant. should we get into the trailer? Let's go. He came back for the adventure. He came back for the romance. But most of all, he came back for the money. You mean you would have helped me without the money? I didn't say that. Deathstalker 2, Duel of the Titans. Where's Deathstalker? Somebody looking for me. Stalker! You came back! By popular demand. He has returned to fight for a fallen princess. It's a matter of life and death. You gotta help me. So begins a long and perilous journey. Many dangers. Witches. Dragons. Let's get down on the tourist trade. He will be pursued by bounty hunters and assassins. You gotta get up pretty early in the morning to catch the Prince of Thieves. He will do battle with mercenaries. <laughs> Amazons. <laughs> an evil sorcerer. And a wanton princess. I could just eat you alive. Bones and everything. At the cutting edge of danger. At the brink of civilization. Hey! He will meet the challenge. Whoa. And at the warlord's fall, thief will become king. Deathstalker 2, 
duel of the titans. Deathstalker? Uh-huh. Is that your first name or your last name? Deathstalker helps Rena the Seer out of a few jams, and she solicits his help for a bigger task. She reveals that she is actually Princess Evie, but the evil sorcerer had her abducted and cloned in order to seize control of the kingdom. Now, Chris, what do you reckon to the opening of this movie? Well, first things first, Dave, the Deathstalker 2, the two characters on the front of the VHS look nothing like <laughs> the two fucking characters. I mean, John Tulesky, who plays Deathstalker, good-looking lad, and we'll talk about his body, Dave, why word he's in shape. You've got Monica Gabrielle, who is actually his girlfriend at the time, Dave. She's actually a pen... Uh, what's it called? Uh, what's it called? A bloody... Not penthouse? Playboy. Penthouse. She was a penthouse. Uh, she was uh, in... Apparently. Apparently, Emmanuel movies, Dave, may have yeah, seen yeah. younger. Um, but yeah, so so I didn't realise what... So we watched the VHS cover. It's neither either of them. It doesn't even look anything like him. I kept thinking, is this the original guy who played Deathstalker? But anyway... Kind of Cleve's job, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when it starts, there is no story whatsoever. There's no, like, flashback to the original, because obviously he's a different actor. They've, and I've read they've used the same sets from like the first movie and a couple of other Roger Corman films, but same scenes a lot. Same, yeah, same scenes, and we've seen that before in his movies, haven't they? Where yeah, we did one, yeah. I think we did one, and it was they ripped off That'll of the scene. The stars, I think it was. That was the oh, Dave, what a classic with John Boy out of the Waltons. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's just no thing, and, it, and it's like he's under sort of pressure to have the fight and he's panicking but he still gives her a kiss Dave you know the girl gives her a kiss and I didn't know all the way through this movie and I'll be honest with you I don't know how I didn't know that Rena and Princess Eve like they were the same person Dave now you said about them being cloned I'm like what a dick I only at the end I was like hang on You've it's the same the character. Plot point here. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot going on, Dave, for me to bother about what the plot was, let's be honest. Um, but within about five minutes, we've got chesticles everywhere, Dave. Amazing work. Great pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get on to Rena in a, a second, who I miss is. Um, <laughs> so you get to see Deathstalker, don't you? And he, he's doing the old James T. Kirk thing where, you know, he's, he's obviously just had uh, relations with this young girl and then sort of says goodbye to her. But Chris, this is jam-packed, full of pop culture references. And straight away, you get a kind of Indiana Jones yes. heist. Yeah. <laughs> straight away. And then he runs off and you get Sultana. And it's when Sultana turns up in the most ridiculous fucking bikini type thing. And she she uh, sees that he's run away and escaped. And it's that line that she says, I'll have my revenge and Deathstalker 2. I'm like, oh, what a brilliant pun. You know, you've got the <laughs> name of the movie in there and you've said you're going to have him. What a fucking genius line that is. And apparently Corman did hate that one, but he couldn't edit around it. Um, I thought, oh, we're in for something fucking special here. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, John the Teleski actually went out with Tony Naples, David Play Sultana. So it was a definitely quite incestuous, this, this movie. So Two of yeah. his squeezes. So it was Jim Winorski, wasn't it, who was going out with Monique Gabrielle, um, punching much. Uh, <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but I must admit, I mean, I, I can forgive you cause for not recognizing the fact that Rena is, is also the evil clone. 
because they do a great job, don't they? Of like the makeup, they 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 make Rena like they straighten her hair and everything, and you know put her in the waif kind of whatever it is, little mini dress rag thing. Um, but then when you get to see her as the evil version, the evil clone, she's got the whole fucking Playboy makeup on and everything, hasn't she? Yeah. Along with phallic symbols, whether it's a banana or a fucking, what looks like a dildo, and she's stroking away (laughs) at it. It's like, fuck me, they know exactly what they're doing here. It's fucking brilliant. And you're right, where's the makeup come from in this era, Dave? You know, it's like, and you said about Indiana Jones, there's loads of references. Now, I did see on the, apparently, I didn't watch the whole closing credits, but apparently Roger Corman put in loads of characters out of movies, Dave, on the credits, like loads of famous characters, like Steve McQueen's character, Hiltz, out of The Great Escapes, and there's loads of them. There's a massive reel, apparently, a bit like a, I suppose he's a bit like Naked Gun style piss take at the end. I, I, there's so many names, great characters from like massive films from years gone by. But you know what got me? The best line of the movie is so when he starts taking names, Deathstalker, and they get in the battle, and then the girl gets like surrounded, doesn't she? She's on on the floor, and, and mm-hmm. you know that's how he comes into it. And, and a similar scene happens later on, and he gets up and that. But then. These guys then suddenly start like giving him a kick in, and it's his line that got me. It made me stand up. I was pissing myself. It's such a terrible line. He goes, Ordinary, I don't mind seeing a woman get a good beating. And I'm just like, How did you think that he's in any world is a great line to put in a movie? And then he decides, Actually, I don't want to see her get a good beating. I'll take her, I'll, I'll help her. This is just, I think he's a bellin, to be honest. Deathstalkers. Yeah. Very unlikable. He's not. He's supposed to be a wisecracker and he's smart ass, and he's not. He's he's just a bit of a dick, to be honest, all the way through them. He's dead misogynistic against the women, and he's very old school, and he's just so cocksure of himself, isn't he? Yeah, a definite bell end, and and I think the the thing is for me, right? I was talking. I'm sure maybe it was on a podcast, or maybe we were just chatting, but I was saying about Samurai Cop Two. And for me, it's not a patch on the original because the original, they were making that as a serious movie. Whereas the second one, its tongue is firmly in its cheek. So it's not as funny. Whereas this one, I I think it's still the same in that even though the tongue is firmly in the cheek, I think it's unintentionally funny as well, where it doesn't mean to be. And like you say, that line about ordinarily, I don't mind seeing a woman get a good beating it's like what the fuck did you just really say that and um so yeah even though they're trying to be funny in other places i I think it's the unintentional stuff that cracks me up (laughs) it's like everything just makes sense everything just makes sense when you watch it i I don't want to say too much dave but i've got to say it's a fucking cracker here because it's just (laughs) oh i know i've said this about five times now It's, I mean, it runs for one hour 17, doesn't it? And it's just so aware of itself. And we've watched some shocking movies, and it is a shocking movie. But there's something ridiculous about it. Because after that, that scene, Dave, you get a woman for no reason just starts wobbling her fucking boobs. Like, just for no reason. Every time, you know, you get it in like naked gun or, or the airplane, and a woman just runs across the screen naked or something. 
There's no reason in this fight scene. And he just keeps panning to this woman who's just wobbling a knocker's day. Boobs. Yeah, so, she's just... <laughs> and she wasn't there. She wasn't in Argentina. I think they shot that in Turkey or something. Why have you researched that, Dave? Oh, my word, I... have <laughs> been all over the research for this movie. So, yeah, if you notice, the, there's none of the other main characters in the shot. It's just basically oh. that was her brief just... You know, get them out and jiggle them about a bit. Oh, so it's so it's a Frank out of Samurai Cop. What yeah. a great fucking <laughs> reference! They all laughing. <laughs> that is amazing. And then, then obviously, Fingy came back. Didn't he after he chopped his hair off the main character in Samurai Cop? Did that with the wig yeah. on? Fucking brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, oh. I I like the fact. I mean, she she definitely attaches herself to uh, Deathstalker, even though he's a complete douchebag. But I like the fact that, like, the cheapo props. It's like, do you remember Hercules and Xena? You know, yeah, yeah. TV stuff, and everyone's got glistening white teeth and perfect makeup and everything. It's just, it, it's not of the time. And so, uh, you know, I, I just think it's great. But when they get to, I guess it's her little hut or something, and she's making him food, and you know she's talking about all these things that are going bad, and he's like, "Oh, but must really cut down on the tourist trade." Again, it, it's thrown in there to be funny, but it's it's so bad it's funny, you know. Not not that it's just plainly funny, but that little crystal ball type thing, and and she's. <laughs> There's something endearing, right, about Monique Gabrielle. I don't know what it is, Chris, but she cannot act for Toffee, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know you if it's, it's intentional that when she's saying, oh, I'm looking into this, and like she's putting on this voice, I, I can't tell, is she a seer at all or is she a blagger? Because she just seems to want Deathstalker to help her. But that little crystal that she was holding was a doorknob. <laughs> <laughs> no expense spared. Exactly. I mean, this is this is admirable. You know, it's little things like that that you realise. Oh, this is how fucking Corman, you know, can churn these movies out at, at next to nothing. And so, yeah, she sort of solicits the help, and I, I think it's at that point, isn't it, when it goes across and you see the evil clone, basically, like you say made up like she's about to walk on the centerfold of penthouse <laughs> with makeup and then yeah. the lamb to the slaughter day they bring in some young lad and thinking hi yeah. hi where is this going you know some teenage guy. and then obviously she kills him don't she and she's got like this worst fake blood ever and she puts this mask back next to her but you know you get plenty of like low level cleavage shots and everything totally unnecessary dave it doesn't <laughs> even look menacing she looks like a baddie does she it just it looks like no. fucking was it hard ticket to hawaii that we did yeah no i, th I think i said that last week I, yeah you did yeah you know i think if i was to draw a parallel i think that was 87 as well wasn't it yeah it was yeah what a pick you've picked here mate i mean it's like when they're on the horse together though like so so You've got like Deathstalker, great looking guy, and you've got, you know, Rena the Seer at this point in the movie. Um, and it's like, sorry, Rena the Seer, Princess Evie at this point, sorry. Rena the Seer is the baddie, isn't it? The, the, no, uh, no, Rena the Seer. Rena, right, is sorry. The, the is the goody one. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
and, and they're on the horse and the shot of both of them, Dave, it's absolute Calvin Klein models. I'm like, there is no way in this dystopian world, this like Conan-like world, people would look like that. They are just too good looking, the pair of them, aren't they, together? And he's yeah. cruising on. What gets me right, so my favourite bit of the whole movie is they come across like the Amazonian women, don't they? The Amazon queen. <laughs> and they go in... And, and the talking, and the next minute, we've got a Return of the Jedi reference, Dave, like when the Ewoks get Han Solo and Princess oh, Leia, yeah, yeah. they carry him in, and obviously C-3PO comes and saves them all. But, but he, he's even talking a bit like Han Solo, like when he's yeah. having to go at the Ewoks, you know, and they come in. And they say, like, you've got to have a wrestle with face against the gargoyle, which apparently was actually an, um, an Argentinian wrestler, Dave, on the independent wrestling, what the biggest right. woman to play like this character. Fuck me, I wouldn't want a wrestler. No, but <laughs> what, what makes me laugh is the ring is clearly fucking like pillows. It's so soft. Like a proper wrestling ring is wooden, Dave. They don't have any real padding. It's a wooden floor. You've got to learn, like, you, you know this when you do. Like that's your, your the continuity that you're pulling out. Yeah, that's what I'm pulling out at this point. But even the gargoyle, he like, you know, he's, he's not taking it seriously. He's being dead cocky. I've got to say, Dave, great body on him. Absolutely shredded, he's isn't he? ripped there. Oh, yeah, it? in great shape. But but she comes in, the gargoyle in the cage, and I'm like, am I supposed to be scared at this point? Like, <laughs> he's so unconvincing. I know she's taller than him. But, the fa- but did you hear as he comes in the ring, as Deathstalker coming, did you hear the Rocky music coming? They actually yep. faded out very quickly. They Se- sort of fixed second it in. rip off Rocky music yes. we've seen this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this something has Stallone's bollocks hanging out there, didn't yeah. he? But, <laughs> but but you can hear it, and then as if to say, Roger Gomes thinks, "Fuck, we're going to get sued." He just mashes it in with a load of other music, don't he? I caught that straight away. Yeah, it's distinctive, isn't it? And it's definitely deliberate. They they put that little rocky nod in there. I mean, again, if if someone was going to sue you for uh, you know nods to other movies and stuff, uh, they, this the budget would greatly increase for this movie, wouldn't it? You know, they <laughs> they wouldn't be able to release it. And I think again, it's the eighties, isn't it? I don't think people cared as much about copyright and stuff then because you you had like. Uh, Snow White in Gremlins, didn't you? Yeah. Where all yeah. the Gremlins are singing hi-ho and stuff. So, yeah, I'd, I think you're prepared to just take a chance and just stick that Rocky uh, stuff in there. But I did like the fact that it, it's it's kind of tropey. It's, it's almost like something you might see in a, a silly slapstick kind of movie where, you know, they say you're going to have to wrestle this this person and then, he turns around. It's it's a young girl, like, and he's like, "Oh, nah, it's all right, isn't it?" And you're like, "Oh no, that's not going to be it, is it?" <laughs> <laughs> but then, I mean, she's kicking his ass, and then she's not. <laughs> it's like she falls for him. There's a yeah. bit where he looks at her, and I'm like, "Right," but we get the full Rocky rounds. We get like we go to yeah. about round six before he sort of beats. <laughs> He just had superior cardio, didn't he? That, yeah, I think so. no, nothing really. It's not like um, you know uh, Van Damme in Bloodsport, where he just you know starts to use the force, you know, and uh, he sort of remembers all his training and stuff. He he just Deathstalker just suddenly starts winning. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. And then obviously they're like, kill her, kill her. And he's like, he's like I'm not killing her. If you want to yeah. kill her, you kill her. And you know, he's got that bit of compassion. But even then. He's so ungracious as character. He's so like, 
just get out of there. Just get out of there. And then the Amazon Queen, I mean, let's be fair, Dave, Deathstalker, he should be called Deathstroker because he does a lot of stroking <laughs> in this. Cops for the Queen, who's got eyes that she's going to marry him. She's getting all dressed yeah. up and ready to take him. And, uh, he and then she says about getting married, who so does a runner. Uh, from from like the camp and everything, and and you've also got we haven't really talked about, him, but Jared the Sorcerer, John Lazar, mm. so he he is the big bad. He looks good, to be fair, as well. He's 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 quite menacing, and he's like pulling the strings of the whole movie, really. But he's also like so camp and hammy at times. It's like, yeah, I can believe he's a baddie. You you are evil. You're not as good looking as Deathstalker. I get it. You're the protagonist and all this. The, the baddie, sorry. He's basically where I'm like, oh no, and he does like this sort of hologram scene. And then he then oh, he gets that was brilliant and he stabs brilliant. him through the hologram. Through the hologram, yeah. Yeah, we have just seen <laughs> someone like that recently at Rise of Skywalk, didn't we? But you know, with the, the lightsabers and he's like, you've got that, but then they've got a Star Wars scene where Deathstalker ends up stuck in this room with the thing coming towards him, maybe more Indiana Jones, but he still reminded me of the Death Star when they were trying to get crushed, you know, and C-3PO's got to oh, open yeah, up the gap, yeah. you know, and you've got, but, he, but Dave, a bit of a flawless plan, you know, a bit of a, a flaw in his plan there from Jarrett the Sorcerer because all that Death Stalker did was climb up the spikes so, yeah, that really should pale him. window at the top. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never thought about that really, had he? I mean, how many people had died the death but, but it's weird in this because there's loads of bits in there where women are about to get proper proper assaulted like sexually assaulted aren't they i know it's like they're heroin up but there's some proper dodgy bits in this yeah and and there's one bit in particular with rena that i think is unnecessary it's it's a bit much they basically just rip her clothes off like and i i kind of wish that bit wasn't in the movie everything else is great um, but yeah, that, that was fucking a bit much that, and, but you're saying about the references and stuff, you know, the, I think there are too many to, to call out, but one that was so great, I thought later on when Deathstalker's sort of tied up and he's got this contraption that's going to kind of cut him in half and Sultana's like, he, he says to Sultana, do, do you expect me to talk? And she doesn't say Mr. Bond, but she does say, no, I expect you to die. <laughs> it's like, oh, brilliant, <laughs> golfing reference. Um, but there's so many other great little lines as well. It's almost like a Bugs Bunny type thing where, you know, they're hiding from the assassins, which is weird because apparently John Lazar's character, Jarrett the Sorcerer, needs Rhea so that they can make this kind of clone permanent, you know, yeah. as if Rena dies then the clone dies as well, whereas the assassins are clearly trying to blow him up and kill him and stuff. But uh, he said, what is it? Uh, Deathstalk says something like, you have to get up pretty early in the morning to catch me out. And then Rena's like, it is early in the morning. <laughs> it's like, that's straight out of Looney Tunes or something. But I think my favorite line, Chris, is when later on when Deathstalker saves <laughs> saves Rena, and uh, they're getting a bit close. They're on the floor there, and he says, oh, no, there's a time and a place for everything. And she says, well, the top half of you knows it's the wrong time, but the bottom half knows it's in the right place. Well, yeah. <laughs> been there, Dave. <laughs> and they start laughing, and you're like, no, that's they've genuinely burst out there. <laughs> the yeah. ridiculousness of the line, but I just thought it was a brilliant, like I say, brilliantly silly line. 
but the fact that there's something endearing about it, the fact that they just burst out laughing at it. I, I just, I just really like that line. Yeah, and I think as well, Dave. Like when when they're going round and they're, they're getting into these little set pieces, I think it's a good line. I think I think it's one of them where you sort of. I think because we've watched such Bobbins movies and Roger Corman ones, we've watched a few now, haven't we? I mean, me, my dust was a Roger Corman, which I didn't know yeah. about. But but this one has like a charm to it, a real stupid. Yeah, it's all. I mean, I don't like. Doctor Who, but you can clearly see, like they said, they couldn't do a lot of the stunts. You know, John Turleski did a lot of his own stunts. You can see that Robert Lazar did, uh, John Robert Lazar, but the old Dave Robert Lazar, that's uh, him out of yeah. Samurai Cop and <laughs> yeah. uh, Tango and Cash. Uh, but John Lazar, yeah, Maniac Cop, John Lazar, you can see when they're fighting, it's them, so there's no difference. But like, I think that, that, sorry, that sword fight I thought was actually pretty good. Yeah. And again, because yeah. you've not got the no treat, no surrender three thing where you just swap in a stunt guy every now and then. The fact that you can see it's them, I, I, I was impressed with that bit. I thought it came off quite well. Yeah, I'd always say to you, Don, we talked about this before, but like Scott Atkins' movies, can't have a stunt double yeah. for what he does. You can't, you just can't. So, yeah, I, I respect that as well. And I respect that, like, as it's going, he sort of comes across, Donnie, you know, Princess Eve, Dave, and she's, she's got eyes well, for. To. <laughs> well, yeah, he tries to. Um, a, a very samurai cop in its delivery, Dave. I've got to say yeah. that scene. Very samurai cop. But before this, really, they say she'd done a runner because he was having a bit of action with the Amazon Queen once she, she was fuming yeah. and, and then she'd gone off and she threw a pot, Dave, in disgust. There was a pot, a plant or something and getting a bit of a kick in. I think when, when you get to like the end sequences of the movie, I think it, it's really strange when he has the fight. So, so actually, but you have the, the scene, the set scene with with like Princess Eve, which goes on, Dave, for far too long. We just got oh, I me. Mean, I mean, well, <laughs> Johnson, I mean, it is his girlfriend at the time. He was getting a right eye full, mouthful, handful. There was all sorts going on. And it was the same bootsies on top of him. And then it's like, she gets clocked then by Rena. You know, she hits her. And, I mean, she's supposed to be like this, this like sort of sub, human being but apparently just giving her a whack on the back of the head knocks her cold out doesn't it it's and it's a different body double on him with a blonde wig fair enough i mean i wonder how long he's get. i bet he kept saying i think we need to do that one again (laughs) (laughs) i like the fact that he's he's basically got nothing and she's like in my bed and he's kind of like, well, you know, she looks like you. <laughs> you know, and she, yeah. it, you almost can hear the like, wah, wah, wah. Like, she doesn't give him a hard time about it at all, the fact that he was just about to screw her brains out and then, you know, probably get killed at the end, but, you know, worth it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's great. I mean, I feel like it, the clone thing ended a bit, too soon for me and again i i guess they just didn't have time or or the budget to to mess around with um you know getting a different body double and trying to make sure that it looks like rena in both shots and stuff so she just quickly kills her off doesn't she and i mean the clone was a bit pissed off because uh old lazar there was having relations with the zombie sultana who he resurrected (laughs) (laughs) What a world to live in these days. Yeah. I mean, but, you 
you know, you know the movie. So the and you're right. Like it, the movie shot like some sort of Playboy softcore fucking movie in it. Something you'd find late night. We always talk about the RTL specials, but this definitely would have been up there because it's pretty close to it. You know what I mean? The story's fucking non-existent, but you can sort of go with it. But the movie takes a proper brutal turn when Deathstalker fights against Jarrett the Sorcerer. So like you say, the sword fight's good, the, the proper act, you can tell it's them, you can see where, I mean, you can see, I, I think I was listening to our Harley Davidson Marlboro man, and you were saying like everything's got a postage stamp on. You can clearly see that they do, they've, cho- they've choreographed this fight in and they, they've probably come up with it themselves. Mm. But it's fine, it's good, it's really good. But when he actually kills Jared the Sorcerer, Deathstalker kills yeah. him, that's fucking brutal, Dave. I mean, the, he, the sword gets snapped in half because he somehow does some sort of magic and catches the sword in his hands. There's no blood on his hands or fingers from holding this this like sword that probably would slice through his fingers. He then pulls it to side and does the old, you know, Arnie special, breaks the sword in half, and then the, the, the broken sword is then used to fucking stab him right in the neck or into his head. Mm. It's proper gruesome. That I mean, that obviously, like you said about the... The script and that, that was, for me, that was completely out of character because even when Princess Evie had that young lad and all you saw was the blood come out of her mouth and a load of yeah. screaming and some smoke come under a doorway, you didn't see, this was like really out of character, I thought. It was weird, wasn't it? It was slightly jarring. Um, you're sort of thinking, again, the tone of the movie, the budget of the movie, you're expecting the the obvious, you know, I'm going to stab you through the stomach and it's just in between his side and his arm. (laughs) It's like, oh, you got me. Um, Whereas, yeah, so like sword through the neck and through the brain, I I wasn't expecting that. So, yeah, a little bit out of place there, I agree. Yeah, and and when it all sort of, once that happens, obviously, you know, the goodies start to prevail, but we do get a Star Wars ending, Dave. Yeah, like, you know with the medals and stuff again. Another another throwback. It's just like what's going. It's like, well, it worked for them. Let's just put it in anyway. It's very similar, isn't it? The ending is yeah. proper. I mean, poor Chewbacca never got a fucking medal, but it's pretty close no. to it, the end here. You know what I mean? oh, I'm sure Mike said there's a comic explaining that, but um, <laughs> there always is. <laughs> <laughs> but she even says, uh, I think I'm sure they dropped two Conan references in this. She says something at the end about, um, you know, they'll tell stories about us like Conan or something like that. It's, it's a great line at the end. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's all done tongue-in-cheek, in it? It's fucking nonsense. It really yeah. is. It, it's just nonsense. <laughs> you've picked a belter. Honestly, you've picked an absolute belter. Cause, and, and it's done me, because obviously not paying attention, the fact that I'm like thinking, as I said earlier, how the fuck has Dave come across this as a kid? This is no way he's rented this, but this is why. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, should we get into our final review? Let's go. So Dave, Bella, absolute Bella. What a move. And it's on prime for now as we keep saying the curse of the vhs strikes back means that you better watch it quick guys when this comes out please watch it on prime it's worth it it's ridiculous and dave i'll be honest with you i think i'd probably watch it again (laughs) wow (laughs) 
all of it or just some bits? Well, I think uh, 23 minutes, 54 seconds in. Uh, I don't even know if that's a reference to the time, but there you go, Dan. But yes, I think um, it's weird, isn't it? It's, it's just a weird, weird film that's got something yeah. likable about it. It's so silly. It shouldn't make sense, and it does. So uh, I'm going to put it, Dave. I can't put it in the middle. It's not that fucking good. But you've definitely put I think I'm going to put it at the top of Elm Street, Dave. Just nearly creeping in to Hill Valley. It's absolutely bonkers movie. And with one of the most unlikable lead of fucking characters in Deathstalker for me. He's an absolute wanker, but the, but the rest of it makes up for it, Dave, in more ways than one. So what about yourself? <laughs> Chris, I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so daft. It is so. I, I think you said it. It's endearing. There's even though it's all done tongue in cheek, there are some extra bits which are unintentionally funny. But I think the characters as well. I mean, not Deathstalker, but like you say, Evie's kind of bad acting, you know, and and some of the some of the lines that are just ridiculous. And and I, I think it is just a fun, entertaining watch. Chris, I, I would almost, I don't think I'd put this right at the top. I don't think it's quite sort of samurai cop and, and the room bad. So so that is the scale that this is on. This is yeah. objectively right. This is a terrible movie. However, it, but, it is definitely one of those really, that is so bad it's good. Yeah. I think the the room and samurai cop for me have the, they're the the top of the tree for great bad movies but i would put this more like where miami connection is just below the top there so chris i'm gonna put this in a pleasantville <laughs> i think it's so entertaining like i say i i'm not exaggerating because if i'm knackered right i, I only watched it for the first time a couple of months ago but if i'm knackered i'm like oh fucking i'll just put death Stalker 2 on <laughs> And you pick up little bits each time, and it's it's amazing. And if you haven't watched it and you've made it this far, definitely seek it out because it is definitely one of those in that that um, if you enjoy crap movies. I mean, let's face it. I know people like Max, John, who've <laughs> <laughs> definitely already watched it before. Dan probably, um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's it's amazing. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant, mate. Great pick, great pick. So next week, Dave, it's one of our patrons and our newest patron, Lee, has picked a movie I've never seen, Dave. And I've sort of looked at the <laughs> the thumbnail for it and I'm like, ah, oh, this is a horror. Um, so anyway, Dave, we're going back to 1990 and this is a sequel. I don't know what the first one's like, but this one's called Troll 2, Dave. So shall we get into the trailer? Let's go. It starts with Scream, Dave. <laughs> You're late. I'm sorry we had a small mishap. Here are the keys. Oh, no. Um, here are eyes. Have a nice stay at Mill Park. You in our city. Oh, no. You're telling the same story, Josh? <laughs> Powers of evil are very strong here. <laughs> I must leave. The acting isn't, though. <laughs> <laughs> Lee is pulled. Oh, my word. Governors don't exist. Governors don't exist. <laughs> and remember. 
my God. This is the original trailer, you know. You think so? to say I've seen this and the trailer's not done a bad job of making it look not terrible but Chris this is another one of those so bad, bad. it's good it this good. is a yeah. legendary movie so I mean we'll get more into this uh, next week but basically they, they made the movie and they, the studio decided it was so shit it will never it will never make any money on its own so we'll have to make it a sequel so it has absolutely the square root of fuck all to do with troll one <laughs> <laughs> trolls are never mentioned they, they the little things you saw there are all goblins so the spurious link to troll is just not there at all <laughs> So ridiculous it, it's not a, it's not a sequel i guess you could say the same about no tree no surrender two and three but <laughs> don't blaspheme dave do not bring the at movies least they and... went into the those movies knowing that it was going to be a sequel um Love whereas it. like I say this this one was after the event where <laughs> they just knew it wouldn't make any money and um i don't suppose you remember or you've seen the meme but it kind of came back to the forefront when memes started to take off because you've got the the guy in the middle of the trailer there where he's like, they're eating her, and then they're going to eat me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you not seen that before? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, right, okay. I, I thought it's one of those. I'm sure if you went to Discord or something and uh, type Troll 2, that's probably the first thing that would come up. But... um. Yeah, Chris, I cannot wait for you to watch this oh one. Oh, my God. Now, brilliant pick. Yeah, let's see. Thanks, Lee. Absolutely brilliant. So, as always, if you want to email us, vhsstrikesback at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, at vhsstrikesback. If you do want to support us a little bit more, get over to patreon.com forward slash the vhsstrikesback. So, today's roll call of honour is, thank you to Lee, Helen, Dylan, Stephen, Trent, Dan, Justin, Susan, Timothy, Matt, Heath, Kent, Lucky Rudu Green, Herb, Jacks, Math, Plate, John Hammond, and Mr. Tony Farina. So massive thank you. And also, as well, if anybody can get behind the support, Tony has actually released a book, Dave, Annie Basin, Jane Austen uh, World. That's just come out. 
uh, this week. So if you can, we'll put the links in the bio. Please support Tony, and it's a great read. And well remembered, Chris. And actually, so you probably heard the promo for Tony right at the start of this episode, because I'm going to put it in. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> so I've bought it. You can get it on Amazon if you, or if you can uh, get it off Tony's website, AR Farina. Um, which, as Chris said, will be in the show notes, and that would be fantastic. So I, I got my copy, um, not signed, digital copy, I'm afraid. But, um, no, that's awesome. It, uh, so happy for Tony. Such a good guy, yeah. He's one of the good, the good guys, Dave, and very, very clever man as well. So good luck with that, Tony. We love you, mate. Thank you so much for your support as well. Absolutely. Now, Chris, I appreciate how you've done that, because I'm going to say to you, they're going to take us out today. Well, Dave, I'm simply going to quote Princess Evie, Dave, and stay, stay, and say, Stalker, is that a sword? Are you just happy to see me? (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Bye now. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? What are we going to do? Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. One ring the bell. All right. Ding, ding. Bust you up. Go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. 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 You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid guy. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. 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 You're